When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitchList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is July 29th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Tukey DeSantis really well last night. What happened? Really good curveball. Not much else that was really good. It was five innings of four of zeroed runs and four Ks and four base runners. And I don't really think this is something we should lean into because the four-seamer and sinker and splitter are not that good. And I don't really buy that Tukey is just going to have this amazing curveball every single time. So not quite in, but at least we can see a path that Tukey does become fantasy relevant. Grace Rodriguez did great things against New York with uh, the Yankees at 6.1 innings of zero and runs, three hits, two walks, and four Ks. And he's kind of doing the Blake Snell blueprint as the four-seamer was upstairs and the secondaries were down. But they were down in the zone and not under the zone. And they're still polished to be had here for Grayson Rodriguez. He gave opportunities for the Yankees to do damage. I mean, it was only four strikeouts here. And once he actually gets those change-ups that are whiffable down, same with the slider. It's only four out of 36 slider plus change-up whiffs. Then I won't really truly buy into Grayson Rodriguez, but we're at a point that we just keep starting him and we hope that this is the development that we talk about. We are watching development. It's with another pitcher as well as I'll talk about later, but this is a really good thing with Grayson Rodriguez at the moment. And I remember steps, not leaps, not all going to get there at once, but right now we're going to keep starting Grayson Rodriguez. Braxton Garrett had a great start against the Detroit and not Detroit Tigers and did not expect this. Six innings, zero and runs, five bits, one walk and six Ks. And I don't think he's back. I think it was a blame on the Tigers. I think this is a streaming play and not something that you should be chasing necessarily because the cutter is not really it. The sinker command was fine. He got a lot of called strikes, but not really that great. Same with the four-seamer. Slider command was great. Loved that. But I don't really think that Braxton Garrett is the guy that we saw for that amazing stretch before. He's just back to what he was all the way back, which was a streaming option. Joe Musgrove did great things. I'm calling the Cannibal McSanchez from yesterday's podcast where it's cutters at the top of the zone for strikes and then you have the breaking balls down. But the cutter and curve just went two for 53 whiffs, which is very strange. But he did spot things really well. Got through the start against the Rangers for the win. Six innings, zero runs for its two walks and five Ks. You love that. Ace is going to ace. Ace is going to ace for Garrett Cole. Shut out of seven innings. Great to see that. But only five Ks against the Baltimore Orioles. However, there is a new cutter that I really like. As the slider did make some mistakes, I remember seeing some that were hung in that one. I was just so upset. One, two pitches that returned hits because he hung it. But adding the cutter means that maybe he can focus a little bit more on that slider being under the zone and not actually as much in the zone as it has been this year. And I really do like that new cutter, and I hope he continues to use that. Fun fact, by the way, 2-3 ERA with a .94 whip and a 29% strikeout rate across his last 10 starts. Garrett Cole, this is why you were SP number one entering this year and why we've stuck through it the entire year. And Zach Wheeler, honestly, he's had the same run. It was 3.04 ERA, .99 whip, and 27, 29% strikeout rate across his last nine games, including yesterday's win against the Pirates, 6.2 innings of one run, three hits, one walk, and 11 strikeouts. He would have gone long if it weren't for a rain delay in the seventh at the end of the seventh you had a one-two count and he just wasn't allowed to do it it was so annoying um but yeah Zach Wheeler is looking great right now and if you remember the defense has let him down so much that his FIP is best among all starters in the majors I don't really like saying FIP but it really should showcase why that ERA and whip that you know is not real for Wheeler and really that last stretch of 304 and 0.99 whip is much much more indicate and indicative indicative 
of his future. Okay, Max Scherzer ace is going to ace as well against the Nationals. Same with Gosman. Nothing really to report in both of those. Uh, we have Cutter Crawford against the Giants in San Francisco. 5.2 innings, one earned run, three hits, one walk, and seven strikeouts. Great to see that. I think this was a bit of blame it on the Giants inside of Oracle Park. It's like the best place to pitch. Great pitcher saving. The Giants are a terrible, terrible team um, offensively. And I do like that Cutter Crawford is throwing strikes with four seamers and leaning on that cutter on uh, glove side. But there is more polish to be had. I want those four seamers a little bit more up. They were very hittable, at least. And the cutter not down enough. The sweeper not down enough. I mean, it's good, but it's more of a streamer situation and not really something that I think, yes, Cutter Crawford now has these two great games of the 11 strikeout game and this one. I don't really think I'm buying in that much. JP Sears in cores did great things. And it's actually a new sweeper. It was five innings, one earned run, four hits, one walk, five Ks. And maybe Coors messing with it. And I actually don't have a reference point for how much Coors changes movement profiles. It was five inches less horizontal sweep, but it was two inches extra vertical, which makes me think it was a new pitch. And he did locate this way better down in glove side. Eight over 30 whiffs. You love to see that because it's usually the four seamer that takes over, not this sweeper, which is kind of just generally around and not this precise. I love to see it. Also, I'm considering adding, uh, if you guys know, I have these percentages inside of our player pages, which is unique because I wanted it to exist, which is... Uh, percentages around the strike zone that is you have high location and low location I came up with those to say like yes how often does he throw this pitch up or down next year we're going to add a down and glove side percentage and down and arm side percentage also considering up and inside percentage that's more so for four seamers um, but I feel like that's a really important thing to be able to say how often does he get in that kind of quadrant that we really want for your sliders and your curveballs and your changeups and everything like that. Xavier Curry was a bullpen game and who cares there. Hayden Wisniewski opened for Drew Smiley, but I focused my entire blurb on Hayden Wisniewski. Why? Because I do actually wonder if the Cubs are going to lean on him to be a starter if they do trade away someone like Marcus Stroman at the deadline. Really depends on what this weekend looks like. And this was a really good Wisniewski game with uh, sweepers down and arm side a ton. Like This was the guy that we loved in entering the season and it didn't work out. It was a lot harder as well. Two ticks up could have been the return to the majors that did that. Could be the uh, only two innings of airing it out. But really encouraging and something to monitor if he does actually get that return again. And he's looking really good at the moment. But then there's Drew Smiley who actually uh, followed this one for 4.1 innings of one earned run, two hits, one walk, and six Ks. The best I've seen Smiley in months. But I don't know how repeatable it is. I really do like that he went arm side with sinkers and then cutters uh, glove side. Normally we just see sinkers up and that's it. But this actually feels like a proper, maybe even a neck beard approach. He doesn't need to get a little bit more curveballs down. And the two hits he allowed were actually on a cutter and a sinker that were both middle and not on the edges. Logan Gilbert, what is going on? 6.1 innings, 200 runs, 9 hits, 0 walks, and 5 strikeouts. It's 1 out of 50 whiffs on his four-seamer. It, it, uh, his splitter was 5 whiffs over 22. And the secondaries, that is the breakers, were not good strike pitches. He survived, but like... Come on, get it together, buddy. And Mitch Keller, opposite of Zach Wheeler, 5.2 innings of two and runs, six hits, three walks, eight Ks. Much better. He, he labored in the beginning, but then really got settled in. And this was a much better sweeper and cutter and just overall good approach from Mitch Keller. I mean, in the beginning, he really could not locate, but then he got there and looked great. So really encouraging to see that. Hopefully that does stick around. Brandon Williamson is throwing harder against the Dodgers. Got the win, 5.2 innings of two and runs. You think, oh, maybe this is the guy. Eight hits, four walks, two Ks. I need to see better command on that fastball and cutter. Yes, he's a 94 mile per hour guy, not 92 anymore. That's great. But if he's not locating in those two pitches, I can't really call you Wade Miley. Light, right? And then you also need to have a changeup down in a way. Uh, maybe a breaking ball too, but I need to see something else as a number three 
to, on top of these two pitches, because these clearly are not enough to really be that fancy relevant, save for a desperate streaming option. Brady Singer is a cherry bomb, and this is two sweet starts in a row after two terrible ones, and that's life. But man, that slider location was so perfect and wonderful. 16 whiffs on that with 13 called strikes on the sinker. So it was five innings, 200 runs, four hits, two walks, and 10 Ks for a King Cole at 37% CSW. Love to see it. Logan Webb did great things against Boston. Three runs in 7.1 innings, and everything is great. Few whiffs, but who really cares? It's fine. Christian Javier, very interesting start here. We're going to talk about him and many others after this break. This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? And you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick to two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy com or Underdog Fantasy in the App Store. Sign up with promo code PitcherList and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Must be 18 year older, 19 year older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8- Hope and why in Tennessee call 1-800-889-9789. Christian Javier, 22 whiffs yesterday with nine strikeouts, six innings, three and runs against the Rays. Crazy, right? The four-seamer, six, sorry, 17 whiffs on that four-seamer as it was all upstairs. And I'm so good to see that. But the breakers, here's the thing. The slider is still 50% strike rate, sub 50%. The curveball came up for eight thrown. And it was six of those for strikes. So it was pretty much a 56% between all the breakers for strikes. I want to see 60 to 65% to feel really good about this. And it's really lovely to see that he still has the skill of that four-seamer getting whiffs. That's a really important thing. We see guys like Alk Manoa fall off the table. And that's really skills across the board. The four-seamer sinker and slider all failing. But when you have something like Javier where it's just the four-seamer's there and it's just one element that is missing, it's a lot more believable that he will return it around. I'm not going to tell you that he's back right now because without the breakers getting the strikes, this could just be a Dennis. That is, it sticks around, comes around for one start but then doesn't stay around for long. And the four-seamer could return, return to that five-whiff, six-whiff games that we've seen recently from him. So... I'm not going to say that quite yet, but it is encouraging that, yes, the skill is very much present. We just need to get those breaker strikes back. And maybe 56% is enough for this to work for Christian Javier. I'm very curious to see what happens next. Very exciting at the very least. Sonny Gray against the Royals. Six innings, 300 runs, five hits, zero walks, five Ks. It's all good here. I mean, zero out of 16 whiffs in the curveball against the Royals is really annoying. Just got to get the pitch down. But yeah, this is the life of Sonny Gray. Jordan Montgomery did not do well with his changeup, just two over 22 whiffs and a 50% strike rate on it, which meant that he had a very poor quality start against the Cubs. I wonder where he gets traded, whatever. Giolito was against the Jays. He did decently well, five innings, 5.1 innings, 300 runs, six hits, one walk, and five Ks in his debut against uh, for the Angels. Lobin Nuvilo, as expected, but the sliders are really just in the middle of the zone. The changeups was whatever, and I'm just going to get over this start. This is like a weird one for Giolito against the Jays. Uh, oh, wait, no, it's Atlanta next. That stinks. I think we bench him for that. Honestly, I think Atlanta is just too good, but do what you want there. He'll probably be in like in the middle of questionable start. Shane McClanahan, uh, five innings of 300 runs, eight hits, zero walks, and six Ks. Very disappointing, but 17 whiffs, 33% CSWD. Changeup is still so, so, so good. 
Um, you want to be leaning in on Shane McClanahan. Everyone is allowed to go through bad moments in the season. It's 14 earned runs across four outings. For McClanahan, that is not going to stick around. Don't worry. Bobby Miller allowed three earned runs in the first inning, uh, capped off by a two-run shot, and then he settled in and was amazing afterwards. It was five innings, three earned runs, six hits, zero walks, and six Ks. So think of it as four innings of three hits and six K. You know, it, it was just so good. Um, and... I will mention the new skill here is the curveball for a strike. Uh, not just a strike. 41% CSW. Uh, 26% swing strike rate. That is huge. I thought the slider was a big whiff pitch. But if this curveball is also in the picture. That is what development is, right? You you have these bad innings. And then all of a sudden, they are getting better at stuff. Uh, Bobby Miller, to me, is, I think, like a top 20 guy for next year. I'm not even joking I'm going to be so in on Bobby Miller, and I'm really upset that I know that there's going to be like this massive inflation for Bobby Miller in uh, like NFBC in October or something, and it's going to destroy my heart because I want to be able to get him as SP35 or something, and I won't. All right, um, Dane Dunning uh, against the Padres, stop starting him. Mackenzie Gore, stop starting him. Kyle Freeland, absolutely not. Reese Olsen does not have a good changeup right now, just two out of 16 whiffs with a slider. I do see a scenario where he's able to actually jam four seamers and sinkers inside and kind of become a Zach Wheeler light, but we are so not there yet. Tommy Henry didn't use sliders. That's good. And actually, this wasn't that bad of a start. Six innings, four and runs, six hits, one walk, six Ks. It's the Bailey special. Um, I actually use that as a proper term now on the site. As uh, He's very close to it. If it was six innings, three earned runs, I mean, that that's pretty much what o- Bailey Ober does all the time. And because of that slider going 33% CSW with 29% usage, I'm like, great, that is what we want to see. Hopefully that slider usage comes back and everything else is a little bit better to make Tommy Henry maybe fantasy relevant again. Meanwhile, speaking of fantasy irrelevancy, you have Yanni Torinos against the Brewers, no way. And Adrian Hauser was against Atlanta, no thank you. But it is Washington plus Rocky Road in his next two starts. That could be worthwhile in your NL only league, but not something I would be chasing in 12-teamers and probably not. Not for 15s either. Looking forward to today and tomorrow's games. Aaron Nola, James Paxton, Bailey Ober, and you Darvish. Our clear starts, yes, even Darvish against the Rangers. Tyler Wells, Brian Wu. Johnny Cueto is my um, stream pick of the day. Brian Wu against the, uh, the Dimex. If he starts, you go with him. That's good. Reed Demers does go to uh, Toronto. It's up to you if you want to do that. I'm going to go for it. Logan Allen is a tick down, but it's the White Sox. I think that's okay. Bryce Elder is a streamer against the Brewers, and so is uh, Clark Schmidt against the the. Baltimore Orioles. It is Baltimore. Questionable story. It's just Todd Bradley versus Hunter Brown. That's going to be a very, very fun game. Take whoever you want there. Do Not Start is filled with guys. Um, if you want to chase something, fine, but I feel like it's just not worth your time. Emmett Sheehan, James and Tyone, Brandon Font, Carlos uh, Carrasco, Manoa, Clevenger, Martin Perez, Julio Tehran, Adam Wainwright, Quinn Priester, Luke Weaver, Patrick Corbin, Jordan Lyles, Paul Blackburn, Anthony Descafani, Bo Brisky, and Chris Flexen. All of them I am not starting. I'm um, looking forward to tomorrow's games. Luis Castillo, Jesus Lazardo, Tyler Glass. Justin Verlander, Kenta Maeda, Blake Snell, Tarek Skubal, and Merrill Kelly are all in that auto start tier. Blake Snell, fastball, what's going to happen there? I don't know. It's against the Rangers. I think you still do it. Tarek Skubal is clearly you got to start him against Miami. And Merrill Kelly looked just so good last time that like you feel like he never left. Probable start tier. If Nathan Uvaldi is starting, then I'm going to say that the Rangers feel good enough about his velocity that he should be fine against the Padres. But it's still probable because what is going on there? Uh, Charlie Morton against the Brewers, fine. Jose Brios against Angels, fine. Chris uh, Christopher Sanchez is a stream pick against the Pirates with Kyle Hendricks ahead of him against the Cardinals. Nick Pavetta is also a really interesting streamer at 20% rostered against the Giants in Oracle Park, but it's we never really know if Pavetta's command will be as good as it has been. Two great starts in a row. That could be cool. Steven Matz against the Cubs. I feel like he's in a good place and you should go for that. Dean Kramer maybe works against the Yankees. It is Judge now, but it is in Baltimore, and I want to say that his command is good enough at the moment. 
I don't really know. Questionable start tier. Maybe Luis Severino and his locations are enough. I do want to see those whiffs on those secondaries. And maybe there was telegraphing or tipping that it can be tweaked here. But I don't like any of these questionable starts. You have Aaron Savali against the White Sox. I know he just did well against the Royals. But it was still down two ticks. Not four, but down two. And it could actually go down to three or four. I don't know what the status of Savali really is at the moment. Clearly something's affecting him. Ross Stripling is stretched out more, which is good, and he's inside of Oracle Park, but it is a Red Sox, and he doesn't really have that old change. It maybe kind of does, but I don't really want to lean into that. Graham Ashcraft against the Dodgers does not seem fun, uh, and Brandon Bialik could maybe work against the Rays if he has his best changeup, but it still does not seem fun. Do not start here. Luis Medina is so unfortunate because he has really good breaking balls the last three starts, but it's in cores, and I don't really think that's going to work. Same with Tyler Anderson against the Jays. I know the changeup has been good, but no thank you. Michael Grove could make it work with good sliders, and uh, actually wasn't even last start, but the other stuff worked out. Maybe that works against the Reds. And you sneak a win. Uh, Michael Kopech against the Guardians. No thank you. It was good locations, but terrible velocity last time, and the Guardians don't strike out. Trevor Williams, Rich Hill, Colin Ray against the Atlanta. Ryan Yarbrough and Ty Black close it out. All right, that is it for today. I'll be back tomorrow. My name is Nick Pollock, and may your bounce be low and your strikeouts high.